Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. So one of the things that I'm hearing with you is that you're, you know, man, you're awesome. Like the things that you've done and said that you've done are, are pretty incredible because it takes something to sacrifice where you're at now. Like you're looking back at that decision, like what's it like now? Knowing, knowing that you made that choice, that you put somebody else in front of you, your daughter, your, your ex. So, so now, now, now I look back and there were, there was parts of me that felt like, you know, I was kind of a shitty dad because I, since then I've moved, you know, I had opportunity to move because I started, I started a business where I can work remotely. And I'm like, Oh, I could just move to move back to Montana or I can move to a place where I really want to live. And so there was a part of me that kind of felt like a shitty dad because I didn't, because I didn't move to a place where I didn't want to live <laughs> and, and be closer to my daughter. So there was, there was a sacrifice I could have made there and chose not to. And so the other part of me wants to create lasting change in the world, in the world of divorce and still be able to create an, create an amazing relationship with my daughter. So there's been a lot of work I've, I've had to do to, to reach the point where I can say, Hey, I can do, I can do both. I can still, um, now I'm in a position where I'm like, okay, I'm very congruent in feeling as though I, I did make the best, the best choice because when I get to interact with my daughter and I, I've learned all the things that I've learned, you know, sent, you know, since, since I've moved and I've grown so much that I actually have a much better relationship with her than I ever did when we were living together. So looking, looking back, I, I feel as though I made the right choice because her and I are actually closer. We FaceTime every day, every single day we FaceTime. <laughs> and so you know, there's some days where she's like, dad, I'm really tired. I don't really feel like talking. I'm like, okay, sweetie, like, you know, that's, that's fine. And if you, if you don't want to talk today, then other days, like we're on the phone for like an hour and a half. Like on Christmas, we were, we FaceTime for three hours. And so having a kid like sit on FaceTime for, <laughs> for that long to like talk, it was amazing. So, and then when we spend time, when I actually do get to see her, like, when we spend time together, it's like, really really amazing and it's so special when we lived together and i was working so much and and just trying to do the the day-to-day -day things there wasn't really that that quality time that i had the opportunity to spend with her and so she just saw me at my most miserable most of the time and so that's not something i really wanted for her so looking back I wanted to model something for her to prove that, to be evidence that, okay, my dad has, you know, eventually she's going to see like, okay, my dad has like chased after his dreams. My dad has done exactly what 
he's wanted to and needed to. He's provided me with amazing experiences and amazing life. And all of these things are, all of these things are possible. So that means it's possible for me too. That's what I wanted to model. I didn't want to model that we should be miserable for our kids. Where and when did you know that your first six months started? The, the first six months started the second time, the second time she left. That was where, that was where like the healing, you know, the healing and the growth actually began. The first six months was, sorry. I said, I was going to say, take us to that moment. Like, where, where were you? So I was in, I was in Oregon. They were packing up the U-Haul and her sister came down to help her drive everything back and had my daughter and I watched them drive away and I was just in tears and totally broken and devastated. And so I'm, I go back into the apartment and I get a Mr. Clean magic eraser (laughs) and start like scrubbing everything. And I was like, all I could do was sit there and like shake and like scrub everything. And so I'm like, just like constantly cleaning because that was like the only thing I, I could do. I was just like, so I was just so devastated. And I don't, I don't know why I had to clean so much, but that was like where I was. I'm like, I'm out alone and cold in this empty apartment. And I'm like, holy shit. I, I, can't, I can't, like, I, I, I didn't even know what to do. And so I was, I felt so, I felt so lost and stuck and, and miserable. Like the couch, everything was gone. Everything that took up space, most of the shit was hers. <laughs> and so, so like every, like everything was gone. I'm like, wow, this is like the most depressing looking apartment I think I've ever seen. <laughs> and so, so it was, you know, it, I, I can, I can laugh about it now, but at the time it was, it was just awful. And what ended up happening over, over time was I started just spending time at first, at first what I did was, okay, what's going to be, what's going to make me feel better is getting with someone else. So I started, so I downloaded dating apps and I started hooking up. I was like, there was a period of time within that first six months where I was dating five girls at once and it was exhausting. And it was so much laundry, changing my sheets all the time. And it just fucking sucked. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. I can't keep doing this. And um, I, w- I was just looking for happiness outside of myself. Because when I met someone new and then, you know, had an encounter, I was like, yeah, like, this is really great. I feel really great. I feel really on top of the world. What happens two days later is you just feel as shitty as you did before, if not worse. And so there was no like real healing or progress going on. So I eventually got to the point where I realized I'm like, okay, I really have to be able to find happiness and fulfillment within myself. So like, this isn't going to work. I sent the same text to all five of them on the same day. And luckily I didn't do like a group chat. Like <laughs> I almost did. And so it was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I like, I let it all, you know, I let it all go. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to spend time just sitting with myself and really feeling into the emotions, feeling into these, these feelings and really become okay with it. 
So I, I spent the time doing, doing the work and figuring out how to create happiness within myself, how to be happy just being me, how to just be present and be in the moment. And so I started doing things for myself. I started doing every, like, I really started doing everything for myself. It wasn't just like, okay, I'm working and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's, it's really, this is really for someone else. I'm doing it because of, because of this person. I'm like, no, everything that I do, every single action that I take is for me in some way. So whether it was in service to someone else, it was because I felt good about doing it. Whenever I went to do, whenever I went to work and performed a task for someone else, I'm like, well, I'm doing this for me. So it was all like, I, I started shifting my mindset around, okay, everything I'm doing is for me, not just this one experience. I'm going to go out and, you know, go shoot my guns or something like that. And, and that's going to be my therapeutic thing. And then everything else is for someone else. Like, no, like everything is for me. So once I started doing everything for me, then a lot of things, a lot of things in my mind just kind of started shifting. And I started, I started to really like love and care about myself again. And I started to value myself again. I started to recognize my worth. I started to recognize my value as an individual, as a man, as someone who's not just a father, someone who's not a husband or an ex-husband or a badass employee. <laughs> I was just me, not my body, not how much money I was making, not my job, not, you know, like in fight club, he's like, you're not this, you're not that. It's I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. Tyler Durden. Um, you're right. I am not any of those things. I'm, I'm just me. I'm just the awareness that's me. And all the rest of the things only have the meaning that, I, you know, the meaning of that's the meaning that I give it. So I just started becoming really aware and it was incredibly trans transformational. So that was, that was the bulk of what happened in, in those first six months was making a lot of mistakes, dating and, you know, um, I don't want to say they were mistakes. They were mistakes. They were, they were, there were opportunities. They were learning and it was fun. I met amazing people. I met a lot of really incredible people. I met a lot of really incredible women. Um, they weren't for me. Um, so I, I don't want to say that they were mistakes. So you know, much love to all of them. Um, but it wasn't something that I, it, it, it was something that I needed at the time to realize what I realized eventually. However, if I knew what I knew now, none of those, I wouldn't have redone. I wouldn't have redone it. I would have just got to the point where I am now. <laughs> so, <laughs> How long were you with your ex before you guys um, separated? We were together for six years. And we had met each other. I, I, I met her a few months after my ex-fiance and I broke up. And I didn't really do the healing. I went out like partying and drinking with friends and that was just kind of my, my thing. And then I was just like, okay, I feel really good about myself. So I just numbed the pain. And so I never really got over it. it was, the root, the root of everything that was going on was just my own insecurity and how I felt about myself. I didn't recognize my, myself as being valuable or as being amazing or 
worthy or deserving. That's not how I viewed myself. And so when I was with my partner, when I was with my ex-fiance, when I was with the girl that I was with in high school before her, um, I, this is how I felt about myself. Like I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel deserving. I put them on this pedestal where like they were a lot more valuable than I was. And so I never felt like I, I deserved them. And so that's that kind of person, someone that's really difficult to be with. And that's not anything that they ever told me. Like, how do you tell someone that? That's not anything I ever like heard from them. It was always like some other, some other thing where it just didn't feel right. And it wasn't right, but it took, it took having to do it over and over again to actually like start to realize that. So a few months after my ex-fiance and I split up, I met my ex-wife and, you know, we like, I buried, I buried those negative feelings that I had about myself and I put on a face. So in a way, I guess you could say I deceived her for, and pretended for as long as I could until it all started coming back up again. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.